0: Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So we're in Las Vegas, of all crazy places to be, in the middle of the desert talking about DevOps at the DevOps Enterprise... What is it again? DevOps, DevOps Enterprise Summit. Enterprise Summit. Okay, good. i have got the name eventually. And uh, we're talking to lots of authors from IT Revolution Press, because that's our press. That's our publisher for Agile Conversations. And we're here uh, talking to all the other authors who are speaking at the conference. Who we got today, Jeffrey? Uh, today we have Mirko Hearing, uh, author
1: of uh, DevOps for the Modern Enterprise. And... Um, We're going to just kind of jump in here. We've already, even our warm-up talk, we we find out we have a lot of things here that we're passionate about. And uh, particularly, uh, you were saying that uh, you you really are unhappy when people are too dogmatic as opposed to pragmatic. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So I understand this. Tell me, what's what's an example of someone being not pragmatic that you've come across?
2: Yeah, so... I see Agile and DevOps and all these topics as a tool belt that we use to solve problems in organizations. That mm-hmm. means none of these are deployed for the sake of the tool. All right? okay. I, I give you an example of one of the Agile coaches I worked with, he was a, a Scrum trainer, and he came into an organization I was working with, and I actually had recommended that we bring in an Agile coach. And one of, one of, one of the first days, he says, well, you shouldn't call these things user stories, they're PBIs, Product Backlog Item. Okay. I look at him like, okay, like, why? Yeah. And he's like, well, that's what Scrum says it is. And I've been in lots of Scrum
0: team, teams, and I've never heard that phrase. <laughs>
2: I, I heard it twice. Okay. I, and I had a different coach at a different organization doing the same as me. Yeah. But, but uh, his later.
0: description, and I think this is the crucial thing about the dogma, yeah. is it, it, this is the one true way. It's here in the Bible. It's on page 472. And here it is. Exactly. Exactly. Right, I'm that, not sure which Bible he was reading. It's not the same one I read. It's Well, I,
2: I didn't go back to <laughs> <Exactly>. the material. <laughs> but up, yeah. it, and. He couldn't answer that question right like what value would this provide like who and he said well you know people might get confused I'm like no one here is confused about the term user story yeah
1: like
2: if anything you add confusion now yep. right and it was very clear that he just came from whatever he had learned and whatever his approaches things were and then I he was actually a pretty okay coach yeah right but that specific event was like whoa i had to <laughs> really good and, I, and and i see that in so many organizations right? they're adopting agile for Agile's sake they're adopting DevOps for DevOps' sake as if at the end of the year, someone is coming by and gives you a medal for most agile or most DevOps.
1: Yeah. Right?
2: Well, that's well, that's that's our goal.
1: That's we're, we're you know we're can help us. We're trying to achieve our business value of, of of becoming a DevOps organization.
2: Yeah. It's part of our digital transformation. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, and, and everyone else is doing it. So I'm I'm from Australia, so I spend a lot of time with some Australian clients, and it's not uncommon. Someone says, "Well, the competitor down the road is doing it. They're their CEO talking. We're going to be an agile organization." Yes. Right we're not going to, we're going to be the netflix of banks or the you know the the spotify of government or, or whatever nonsense you can come up with and it's like you're completely missing the point <laughs> like, if it's not solving a problem for you like you can spend as much money and as much energy as you like you're never going to see success yes mm-hmm. so uh, what it's... would pragmatism look like
0: what would what would i if i read your book what new things will I learn that I can apply so that I'm, I'm not falling into the dogma, dogmatist trap.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, look in, in the book I really describe but, um, a lot of the practices that I do with, with my clients and, um, honestly, every, every chapter in the book has kind of exercises you can do yourself, which are exercises that I do with my clients. But to me, it always comes down to identifying what is the next best best thing that we can do? Like what is the next experiment? Yeah. And really have what I call rigorous continuous improvement. Like, and then what I mean by that is really using the um, the, the scientific method, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, for in your organizations. Right? So if you say there's more unit testing or more automated unit testing, you're going to find this defect. That's great. Well, let's measure the baseline, make that change, mm-hmm. measure again and see whether it actually improved something.
0: Sure. Right? So, so one challenge for businesses in that situation is if they're not very familiar with these ideas, they don't know what to test, so they might say, "Unit, what? What was that thing again?" Yes. They don't understand user who we heard about PBIs. We don't know what that is. But, wait, yeah. but wait, the point is, we want to be agile, so <laughs> so that's the crutch. So it's easy it to is. fall back on. Well, here it is in the book. It's on page four hundred and seventy-two. So I'm just going to do my PBIs. Thanks very much. Don't yeah. mess around with these user stories. Just do what it says here. Yeah, yeah. So how do you overcome that? How do you help an organization that doesn't know inherently? the unit tests would be a good idea or the yeah. user stories should look like this. how do you help them
2: with that? And so what we, as most of our clients do is what, what you will hear at the conference here as well is value stream mapping, right? Yeah. So really going through the end to end process, getting everyone on the same page, even what the process looks like. Mm-hmm. I just did one last week with a client of mine. And it's amazing because what you hear at the end, people say like, if, we would have, if you would have asked us individually, we probably would have all come up with a different process. And we work for the same organization. We have a wiki page that documents the formal process. But
0: none of us could write it down.
2: Exactly. But none of us really know it. Mm-hmm. right? And so you do that, and then you have a good visual of the overall process. And then you can identify where are your loops, where are your quality holes, where are things that take too long. Mm-hmm. And you can zone into that and say, okay, now, now that we know that here's one of our real bottlenecks, what can we do here? Like, what experiments could be run? Mm-hmm. Right. And so in this scenario, from- and how do I
0: generate ideas about that? So I've discovered that quality is a big problem for me. That yeah. you know, I, I release stuff and it's full of bugs, and I spend the next six months fixing up with the previous six months. Yeah. Now, if I'm not, if I don't know much about unit testing, and I don't know about uh, different tools for quality control in the DevOps world where it might be more monitoring, and the Lean world where it might be something else. How do I discover that? How do I yeah. choose among them? I mean, do I, do I hire you? Is of that course, how that
2: solves all problems. So, right. so. <laughs> I talk my goals. That always works. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but, but realistically, I mean, you would have a much more concrete problem than what you describe. You like mm-hmm. wouldn't talk about quality. We would sure. say, okay, as, when we deploy our these three systems into our integrated test environment, we have this problem. Yep. Right. And then once you're getting that concrete, it's a lot easier to come up with ideas. Obviously, mm-hmm. you have in that room people from lots of different practices, right? So you might uh, have... So the diversity is important. Exactly, okay. right? You would have project managers, you would have testing people, developers, infrastructure, and so as as variety as much a variety of people as you, as you can get. Mm-hmm. And then you can start brainstorming on those and you can, you know, obviously, I've done it a few times where I can tease that a little bit. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of that cheating as a facilitator that mm-hmm. you tease out ideas as well. Um, and then you vote on it and you say okay which one are you going to try what is the what i like is a kind of cost impact matrix consultant Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. of course (laughs) gotta make a matrix um but you say you know how much will it cost us to actually figure out whether this is working So what is kind of a a small enough experiment Mm -hmm. right and then on that basis you can you can move forward and you know you have to have the discipline to then actually see that it's improving or not and and they're looking for the right evidence for the to support what they've been doing, right?
1: So that's the key thing here: is If it
0: needs to be successful, it's not an experiment. Correct. Right? Correct. <laughs> and I would always say that a, an experiment with a negative result is a successful experiment. Yeah. So I'd say if, if, you, it's if more you're experiment, exper- yeah, exactly. Well, but you define it that way. So, yeah. you, so if, you def- if you have an experiment and it tells you not to do something, that's a success, I would yeah. claim. But if your if your experiment has to have a positive result, well, if you're going to get fired, if it doesn't, right, that's, it's, it's not, that's an
1: not an experiment anymore. It, it, the point, of, the purpose, of an experiment is to generate information, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like something that says, "Don't do that." That's information. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I have a good friend who runs a kind of a large digital portfolio, and he had this kind of question: like, how much unit testing, what's the code coverage that we need to be successful, mm-hmm. right? And when you ask organizations, they very often have a target: eighty percent, ninety percent. Well. And I asked him, why? No one could give me an answer. So the, he actually created that chain of, of an experiment where we increase that, and we're going to look at the follow-on of defects in later environments and production. And for him, it was somewhere between 60 and 70%. Hmm. But he knew mm-hmm. in comparison to all the yeah. other things that I keep asking you, should we have 80% or 90% mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I have a way to measure that. Yeah. Got it. Okay. it, it kind of, you're not doing it to get the number. Yeah. Like You're doing it for something else. And you know, usually it is because we want to make sure that we are – you know, we don't find defects later, and we are flexible with refactoring off of code.
1: But, but the problem here is uh, we kind of started with the person who says, "You know, we want to be agile because we've been told we have to." We, that's, you know, if you remember crossing the chasm, that that, uh, that model, it uh, kind of put yeah, people yeah. into categories by their reason to change. Uh, and you're basically we're talking about someone who is, you know, the uh, early majority. Yeah. Uh, early majority, why do you change? Because you don't want to be left behind. Everyone else is doing it. Why do you, yeah. why the late majority change? Because it's the standard, yeah, yeah. and and, and I mean, if that's their motivation, how do you, how would I uh, help the business then? Like they've they've decided they want to do it. And so they have a certain energy it's behind it it's been uh, you know the 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 board has agreed we're going to be do a digital transformation and for that we need to be a agile devops all singing all dancing yeah, yeah, yeah. organization so that's that's happening yeah <laughs> now and that's good let's be clear that's good right? yeah, yeah because exactly I have change
2: energy that we can channel that,
1: that's right exactly that change is going to happen and now the point is we can use that change to accomplish something or we can use that change to do a check mark and you know, yes. but either way, we're going to yeah. we're going to end the year or the, the the initiative at the end. We're going to be agile. So, how do you then help the person, and what kind of person? You, you know, ha- what what are the questions you do to help people get from that? We need to be agile to be agile. To we, we have a purpose or a business. Yeah, keeps me.
2: I mean, look, one of the one of the perhaps the, a bit unfair questions is very early on to ask, how do you know that you're successful? Mm. Like, how will we know in a year's time that we're getting better? Right. Because what I find very tricky is, and, and you get some of this even at conferences, right? They describe the, this kind of world where they want to be. We want to do 40 deployments a day, and <laughs> or an hour, and you know everyone is happy. My employees are all singing and dancing every day. Yeah, i like, it, yeah, but <laughs> where you are to there is so far away, right? Yeah. There's no point. So you have to really figure out how can we, how can we see that in two months' time we're making progress? Mm. Like, what is that measure for you? Right, and very often, right. These are great, really high level targets, right. but you need to break it down much further. Right. And then you start again looking for what is currently holding your business back? Like what is something that your business wants to do that they can't do right now? Mm. Right? And if they say, Okay, there's this feature that we wanted to that we want to do, but it's too expensive. Okay, mm-hmm. why is it too expensive? Because you have to build it into our whole mainframe system. Okay, why do you have to build it in the mainframe system? Right? So you to really kind of go deep into it to find an interface and then you say, Okay, well, let's try something different. Yeah. All right. So, how, how can we now support this in an agile way? How can we do an experiment? What does it require from an architecture, from your technical practices, from your from your methods, from your people to then do that?
1: I, I you're, you know, you're, you're asking a lot of me. I'm going to role play that person here. Yeah. Basically, I came to you, I wanted you to help me get to be agile, right? I know the people are doing it. Just tell me how to do what they're doing, and instead of telling me what I need to do, you're asking me a bunch of questions. I need to go like learn a bunch of stuff.
2: Can I give you an analogy? Like, <laughs> this is literally the analogy that I use with my customers. Right? The, it's like I'm a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? And you come in, you're slightly overweight, have high blood pressure. Right? <laughs> and you look at me and says, look, here's my problem. And I can measure that. You know, we can do a maturity assessment of your, of your health. Money, and what, mass,
0: index, all the good things. Yeah. All the good things, exactly. I know about this because I'm I little looking at me. Yep, go on.
2: <laughs> and what you want is the pill that you can take. Mm. right or perhaps you're happy to do a three-month cabbage diet yeah yeah but the answer that i'm going to give is let's figure out what your lifestyle is yeah and let's figure out how we can change your lifestyle right and the really frustrating thing for you is yeah i can't do it for you i can't actually do that change (laughs) you have to do that change i can be on your side yeah i can help you i can provide some some assistance but you have to change your organization but for that you first have to understand where you're at and what your problems. Okay, are. okay. so
1: here's a, I, I really appreciate this analogy because it really will help. Because what I want to do is I want to be like this one of these really high Olympic athletes.
2: Exactly, you say both. That's my next you thing that say, I say.
1: Right. Just, <laughs> I, I just want you to tell me what I need to do to be there, and you know it'd be great if we can be done with that in like nine months. Exactly. Can, can we? What would it take for us to be from where we are today to that Olympic athlete? In nine World months?
2: record under nine seconds running. The and here's exact. And this the is the exact exam. example, right? So the CIO went to the D- Silicon Valley and comes back and says, "We need to do Docker wow. and microservices." Yeah, right? and that's exactly the equivalent of that man coming into the office of my yeah. of the doctor and say, "I saw an exercise regime that Usain Bolt does every day. Yeah, I start that tomorrow. Right, right? And what's going to what's going to happen? Is it's going to hurt him. Yeah, right. <laughs> if he's lucky, he just you know gets all kind of muscle pain, but he might tears you know some tendons or whatever. Yeah, that's not that's what organizations are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But realistically, they can't. Mm-hmm. Right, and you have to somehow temper that down to, okay, let's, let's look at some realistic steps.
0: So, so I'm, now, I'm going to be very tough on you because Jeffrey's just been a very good role roleplay model. And he's, <laughs> he's been this person who's having difficulty. And you've said, I've got bad news for you. I need you to make these changes. I need you to answer these questions. Yeah. And I, I, I claim that you're, I'm giving you an opportunity not to do what you say you don't like, which is <laughs> where people say, well, just get over there, get to that bigger place where there's a change. How the heck do you help Jeffrey to accept that he has to change? And it's not just Jeffrey, of course. It's Jeffrey and a thousand of his friends, because yeah. they all have to suddenly behave differently. They can't continue to eat biscuits and look like Usain Bolt. They right. can't continue to say Bill Docker. And actually, um, the good news is, is I'm, as I'm the CEO, so I, I, I don't need to become.
1: i <laughs> a big athlete. I just, <laughs> I just want everyone. I just want my IT organization.
2: They need to go off and become. Uh,
0: that so, i have the feeling that might not be answer
2: so <laughs> but, what do you do no but i mean look realistically what you're doing is, and you need you need to balance all that right because we if i now say all you have to do is like all this kind of ground up work then we end up in the same dogma right mm-hmm. so you, you absolutely have to appreciate that there are you know you need some kind of lighthouse project or you can showcase it this 40 day 40 deployments in an hour works mm-hmm. right you need to do some visible stuff where you start doing some training programs and the coaching and you need to do the really groundwork where you're going into the architecture, et cetera. So it is a comprehensive program that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in in the book, I actually describe three dimensions that you need to do for that, right? So there's the technical architecture, there's kind of your your people, mm-hmm. and that the org structure and all that. And then there's the ecosystem, because nowadays you're so dependent on what technologies you work with, what vendors you work with. And so you need to actually do things in all three areas, mm-hmm. and you need to keep doing it, right? So, It is, it is always going to be that kind of balanced portfolio of activities. Um, I'm working with a, with a client right now, and we just went through the access and one of the things that we figured out is that the contracting is one of the the real problems, which is not surprising. I, I I see that again and again, and that's a really tough one, right? Because it's not easy to experiment with contracts, Mm -hmm. right? So
0: now you need to... Let's try cause 12 for two weeks. And if you don't like it, we'll go back to the lawyers yeah,
2: and exactly. sign the whole thing again. Right. Yeah. And we had these cases where I worked with, a, with an organization where we had nicely agreed on what we we're going to do. We were kind of in the gray area of the contract, but we trusted her. We looked each other in the eyes and said, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then unfortunately, my counterpart left the company. Uh-huh. And the new guy comes in, and now you're back to the contract. Right. And you're like,
0: ooh. <laughs> I was really getting somewhere with that personal conversation, but now exactly. the contract is in my way. So, So I'm even going to be tougher on you. So what do you do? So you come into an organization, you're talking to a CEO who's behaving in the, the beautiful way that Jeffrey was, he's a yes. beautiful model, I'm sure you've encountered Jeffrey many times before. What do you do when someone says, well, I just want you to fix IT, I want to look yeah. like Usain Bolt, I just want Docker and microservices, And, and, we, you, and we have
1: you we, help them? And we have budget you know, for yep. the next nine months. To, yeah, we're to ready to spend business. money mm-hmm. with you.
0: Money yeah.
2: to spend. Yeah, yep, yeah exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. let's just spend some yeah. money. Yeah. And your answer is, don't yeah. spend it yet.
2: There's usually one more sentence that, that Jeffrey would say. It's like, look what you need to understand is we are different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? We are regulated. We have legacy. My people don't get it. I'm like, okay, so you're like every other, other yeah. exactly.
0: with. So, no. so a lot of our listeners are in your situation, and and they're trying to make change and they have trouble. Yeah. So help look, them out I
2: mean, look, the very first thing you do is you you listen, mm-hmm. right? So I want to be very clear on that because this is not one of the things where you can go in with a blueprint or with a with a, a, a textbook or any of those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. So your you whole point is don't be dogmatic. Yeah. Exactly. Listen to and even when they ask like that. It's usually they start to tell you some stories, right? Some, here's something that went terribly wrong in the last six months. Here's the reason why I'm coming to you, mm-hmm. right? And then you can kind of hone into some of these things. And then you start playing a couple of ideas, right? And let's be honest, there's a, in, in this, this tool belt is huge. Yeah. Right. We can do a bit of digital decoupling on the architecture. We can do a bit of uh, agile coaching on one of your failing agile projects. Right. We can rein in some of these completely flea flowing self-organizing teams that have destroyed your production uh, <laughs> predictability. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You have to re and you, you have a huge... Uh, um continuum these days. So yeah. you're
0: like Batman. You have you have a whole big
2: tool belt with lots and yes. lots of different. I'm uh, different uh, master belt. of none, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I That means I know a lot of these things, and I'm, in my conversations with the client, I would first figure out what are possible ways that we can approach that, mm-hmm. right? And then you would kind of go deeper on each of them, right. right?
1: And because you started with that story that they had, their motivating story, yeah, the pain that they're aware of that they want solved, and then. From there, you start saying, "Okay, well, we can we can help you with that. We're just going to need to choose, you know, what approach." Correct. And and do you often say that? Well, we have many approaches. I, I know one of the podcasts I listen to is a, a psychologist. He he often points and says, "Look, we have lots of techniques, and you know, some of them they all work for some people. None of them work for everyone. Correct. You know, so we can't guarantee. But well, you know, don't worry. Among yeah. in 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 this." Giant uh, toolkit. Uh, there, there's going to be things here that will help you,
2: and it's probably not what you have in your mind, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It might <laughs> yes. not involve Docker. It okay. might not involve <laughs> exactly. PIBs.
0: Exactly. It might involve something very different that you don't know about. But don't worry, Mirko is here.
2: Exactly. Right. You're right. And I think that's important, right? And
1: that's so you're really developing an alliance then to say, I'm going to I'm going to form an alliance with you to solve the problem you've identified, if you're willing to let go of
0: the. Preconceived things you have you in your head. With, That's yeah. right. Exactly. exactly. And you're it's, it's really trust with
2: the organization. A partnership. With that person. But yep. I, I talk a lot about partnerships yeah. right? because it's really it. If we're doing, if I'm doing the right thing for you, you're going to continue doing work with me. Yeah. Right. So there's there's no point here in in, in me doing anything different. Right. But if you are and in, in, I do that right. There. If a client comes to me like, no, sorry, what I need is a, a continuous delivery pipeline for Informatica. Yeah, I'm like okay, but what problem are you trying to solve? Yeah. I'm like, okay, don't you worry about that. That's yeah. my job. <laughs> I need a continuous delivery platform for money. I like, yeah. that's brilliant. You will find lots of people who can do that for you, just not me. Yeah, because unless I know that that tool can solve your problem, it's like you are going to the doctor and saying, "I need this specific uh, pill." Right. He's not going to give it to you right. unless <laughs> he's convinced there's an actual problem that this pill will help you with. Right. And I see the same is true for us as an industry, and that's why I find it so shocking when you have a you know. a pick your framework and that guy comes in and all he has is that specific tool. Yeah. Right. And even if it doesn't solve your problem, I mean, the good ones might then at least say, look, this is not going to help you.
1: Right. But have I seen
2: that? You you
1: (laughs) asked me for CD for Informatica. I can do that. (laughs) And so great. It sounds like we have a a sale. (laughs) Exactly. I can tick that button. (laughs) Right. So You're you're going back to say, nope, you want to be much more context sensitive, uh, which is in, in line with what you were saying about sort of scientific method you know, let's get a baseline, run the experiments. And, but, uh, and it's now about getting people to that pragmatic mindset of, you know, what's the
2: next? There's thing. this term that we use, right? um, built as designed. Mm. And it has been used so much. I find that that's one of the worst things we have mm. because there's no benefit of that. Mm. I can build a fantastic solution for something that has no value. Yeah. Right? And the same is true for, we, we as, as Agilists, we very often have that conversation with the business. I think we in in it Mm. also need to have a conversation with ourselves Mm -hmm. right because it's if if we've implemented scrum as designed but it doesn't actually solve our problem we are no step further than we were before
0: and we're just back to pibs
2: exactly not very helpful pbis by the way you can tell
0: i don't know this stuff all right fantastic well, uh, Mirko, thank you very much for talking with us about what I what I would call ecumenical, the ecumenical approach. So, so not just taking the um, the dogma from one religion, but being willing to have a, a wide tool belt. That sounds really useful. Uh, Mirko's book is um, uh, DevOps for the Modern Enterprise. Yes, uh, it's available now, soon. Yes, from now, already
2: available for now, a in of the years. lobby
0: downstairs and, <laughs> and available on the lo- online. We'll have a, a link for listeners. Um, so uh, please uh, pick up a, a copy of Mirko's book and uh, uh, let us know what you find. Uh, I'm sure uh, you'll let us know what's the best way to get in touch with you if people yeah. have questions. Twitter, LinkedIn.
2: All work, and I'm always extremely happy to help and answer questions. We'll include those kinds of links so people can find them in the show notes.
0: Excellent. And, of course, we also like it when people get in touch with us. Uh, we're troubleshootingagile.com and uh, newly revised, so a beautiful new website that you can have a look at, and uh, you can find an email and Twitter and all that stuff to get in touch with uh, Jeffrey and me directly. We also really like it when people subscribe. So uh, whatever uh, podcast uh, app is your favorite, click the subscribe button. You can get to hear from us every Wednesday.
1: And we're over 60,000 listens to our episodes. Excellent. So. Jeffrey keeps
0: track of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad oh, that he congratulations. does. I'm, 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 you. I'm never keeping that much close track but i'm glad that you are um fantastic and uh jeffrey will talk to you again next week all right thank you and thanks mirko thank you